Hello and welcome to Valley West Cinemas. I'm your host Aaron and this is the podcast where we take a group of related films and eliminate all but three. Today I am joined by Sean. Hello Sean. Hello Aaron. I have my list and my red pen ready because today we're discussing Terminator, Robocop, Mad Max, Riddick, and The Matrix. We're taking these five franchises and grouping them together because they all deal with the future, they all deal with sci-fi, and they all deal with different takes than what's traditionally thought of as sci-fi, as in space travel and Star Wars and Star Trek and that that sort of thing. They're sci-fi in a different way. Yeah, and I think it'll be pretty fun to watch us struggle over which ones to keep as well, because each franchise has at least one film, if not more, that I definitely like. Agreed, yes. In fact, going into this, I kind of wanted to leave one of the franchises out just for the sake of making it easier <laughs> on both of us. Um, so, Sean... Right off the bat, just just your initial reaction, which franchise is your favorite? Well, uh, that's a tough one. I would have to say probably that it used to be Terminator. Oh, so the one that is also the most disappointing is also your favorite. Used to be. That's why I said used to be. I think that um, it's lost some of its luster based on recent entries into the franchise. I would also say that uh, RoboCop at one point was, but very similarly, even though it's only three films, four films, if you count the reboot, it also lost some of its luster in the later entries. Yeah, RoboCop had one great film. Yeah. Terminator had two great films. I would say Terminator actually had three, possibly four great Well, oh three God. great films, one okay film, and two stinkers. Yeah. We'll get into it, though. I would not use the G word for what I assume is part three that you're referring to. No, I'm thinking three is one of the one of the awesome entries. I, I love part three. I don't like it more than two or one, but it's definitely the third best. Three is a solid action film. The term I use with part three is that it's a disposable sequel. It doesn't really bring a lot to it. It doesn't really do anything amazing, but it's very watchable and it's not bad. I like part three because it firmly follows the narrative that was created in the first two and takes you right up to the edge of the apocalypse. In a believable way. It doesn't try to rewrite the history of the franchise. It, it does feel like a continuation. Correct. Yes. Okay. I, I will say this, though. I do wish that they would have used Edward Furlong in that role. I know that yeah. he's, you know, he's kind of, particularly back then, he kind of was on some troubled times. But I think that the character of John Connor would have also had his own struggles with substance abuse and those types of things. It, it would have actually fit if they could find a way to get him to show up to set and have done that. I think it actually would have been pretty cool to see that. For the sake of, of that continuity, for sure, I definitely would have preferred Furlong back. He just was not in a position to headline a film. Right, right. There's no point in hiding. Let's go ahead and dismiss some of those sequels then real quick. Okay, so Let me finish real oh. quick. Um, Robocop used to be. Terminator used to be. I would say probably my favorite franchise now, though, would be uh, the Mad Max films. Is that more of just a reaction to the quality of Fury Road or... Did it reinvigorate your love for the franchise? I feel like all four films are good movies, are solid oh, films. God. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's double back. Terminator. Okay. With a lot of sequels, it's a case of diminishing returns. And we've already mentioned how Robocop and Terminator kind of fell into that. And, and we'll discuss these other franchises as well. So the question, again, is probably going to become, can any of these sequels surpass the original? Can any of these sequels stand alone? Are any of these more important than the first film in their respective franchises? The one that comes to mind, of course, is probably going to be Terminator 2. I do think Terminator 2 can stand on its own. Of course, you want the information provided from part one. You want that story set up, and it maybe, maybe won't mean as much without having seen part one. But Terminator 2 does give you everything you need to know to watch it 
on its own merits, right? Like, do you think Terminator 1 is 100% necessary to enjoy Terminator 2? No, I do not think. I think it enhances the enjoyment, but no. So Terminator 2 might survive and maybe without Terminator 1. Terminator 2 would definitely survive without Terminator 1. Everything from just the overall narrative to the performances to the visual effects. The visual effects at the time especially were amazing. I would say that Terminator 2 is buying and far the best Terminator film ever made. Okay. Actually, I would agree with that as well. That being said, it's very easy for me to cross off Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. As we mentioned, it's good. If you need to watch an action movie and you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, it's. I, I like Terminator 3. It's fine, but it's not one I'm going to keep. I was hugely disappointed by Terminator Salvation. I like the idea of doing one of these movies in this series in the future because they're always talking about this future fighting the machines. And here was a movie actually taking place in the future showing that war. But the Terminator motorcycles, the weird storyline where the good guy is actually a Terminator but doesn't know it. I just don't like Salvation other than Anton Yelchin does a great Kyle Reese impersonation. We lost him way too soon. He was a very good actor. I have no reason to ever go back to Salvation. Something about the open heart surgery under a tent at the end of the movie out in the desert. Uh, that that seemed just too far out there for me. Being, I know that saying something's far out in a Terminator film is a little bit of an <laughs> oxymoron. The other piece is it didn't look like the future that had been given to us in Terminator 2 and Terminator 1 with the darkness and the skulls and the feet on top of robot feet on top of skulls. It was more of a dusty, post-apocalyptic, empty, barren type world as opposed to this overcrowded, mushed together remnant of a cityscape which we did not get. So I, I felt like they veered too much off of what we were expecting. Definitely say Terminator Salvation, we can go ahead and cross off. And I would agree that Terminator 2 is the best and even better than the original. I would cross the original off, even though it is an iconic film. Wait, 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 wait. Yep. No, 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 hang on, hang on. We're not going to bury the lead. I am not keeping Terminator 1. I hate to say it, but there's no way that you would keep T3 over T1. That makes no sense. I would, yes. That doesn't, what? It's Terminator 3 is a disposable sequel. Like it's, it's not, no. <laughs> so we're, we're, no. we're both taking off Salvation and we're both taking off Terminator 1. I feel that Terminator 3, I think for me personally, because it's such a good continuation of 2 in terms of how they end up in the apocalyptic world, like that whole scene going down into that hangar and, and John calling out through the radio to find survivors is such a, perfect setup. Like that's how I envisioned it would have happened after I saw Terminator 2 and it came to fruition. So for me, I feel like if I would have been maybe a little bit older when the first Terminator came out and I saw that before I saw Terminator 2, I might feel differently. But I actually saw Terminator 2 first and then I saw Terminator 1 after mm -hmm. that. And then years later, obviously, the third one. Well, I seriously hope by the end of this, Terminator 3 is not one of your three films because if you end up with T3 and not T1 overall... That's just messed up. Like that. Like, come on, that doesn't make any sense. But we shall see. We oh shall God. see where it lands. No, 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 no. Um, Terminator Facebook. I mean, Terminator Genesis. It's not good. So both Terminator Genesis and Dark Fate, I saw about nine months before they actually came out. I, I managed to see test screenings of both of these films, and the work print version with the incomplete special effects was better than what they've released in theaters. They were better films when they weren't finished than when they were finished. I don't think Dark Fate is particularly bad. A big problem with Genesis is that Kyle Reese is supposed to be from the future and he looks like a buff shaved gap model. If, <laughs> yeah. If you compare Jai Courtney in that movie to 
uh, Michael Bean from the first movie, all of a sudden Kyle Reese is just jacked and healthy looking. You're supposed to be in this post-apocalyptic future where everything sucks. Why do you look like a model? But that nitpick aside, that's a silly little detail. I know people are supposed to be pretty when they headline a movie. Genesis is about Skynet being a social media app. I, I, I don't care. It was bad enough to where they basically rebooted everything again with the very next film, which also wasn't great. I like that Linda Hamilton came back. She is probably the best part of Dark Fate. I'm never going to watch either one of those ever again. So Genesis and Dark Fate are gone for me for sure. I would say that Genesis was very forgettable other than the horrible CGI Arnold. I would remove Genesis for sure. And then the way that I look at Dark Fate is I look at it as I thought it was a good film. I feel like you kind of have to choose, right? Which timeline do you want to go along? Do you want to go with T3 and sort of that sticks to the original idea and concept? At least it feels like it does more. Or do you want to go with Dark Fate where they sort of changed it and the future changed because John died and so on and so forth. So T2 was such a great film that T3 is a better sequel to that film than Dark Fate. And that's the sole reason why I would eliminate Dark Fate, but keep T3 at this point. You have to understand, too, from my perspective, Terminator 2 was one of the best films ever made. Certainly one of the best sequels. So for Terminator, I still have T2 for now. Sean still has T2 and 3 for now. Jumping to Robocop, let me just ask point blank. Did you fart? <laughs> no, I just made that face because Robocop had so much promise after the first one came out. Is there any possibility in the world that you would ever choose RoboCop 2 or 3 over part 1? Absolutely zero. 3 is fun in a, oh my god, this is terrible kind of way. Like, if you like bad movies, taking the hyper-violent original film, and then by the third one, making it a PG-13 movie where he has a child sidekick. And a jetpack. Well, the jetpack was <laughs> the jetpack was pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, as a kid, you know. Doesn't the, he, he fights like a samurai robot. A robot samurai, yes. That looks like a human it, 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 oh man. Yeah, no, exactly. I remember too being hated when it came out. I think it has a little more respect now. I think people kind of enjoy that it tries to be darker and to take the film in a different direction. But I think it's just so unhappy and unpleasant. The first one is a lot of fun, even though it's hyper violent. Part one is essentially a comedy. It's a satire. Part two is just mean and I don't think a lot of people respond positively to that. It's not a pleasant film, but also too, they sort of backtrack on the character development because by the end of part one, the end of the film is that he says his name is Murphy. He has his humanity back. And then part two, he has his helmet back on. He's basically just Robocop again, which doesn't really make any sense. They didn't, they didn't take the character anywhere. Robocop 2 was unpleasant. Robocop 2 just went so far off the beaten path. It was like basically a bad sci-fi movie. As far as the remake, um, I think it's okay, especially if you don't view it as a RoboCop movie. Never mind that it's a PG-13 action movie versus what the original film was. But also, too, the RoboCop remake isn't really RoboCop. The first movie was about him recapturing his humanity. And in the new one, he is basically himself the whole time. He spends very, very little of the movie being RoboCop. He's basically just a superhero. When they take the RoboCop costume and spray paint it black, it doesn't look like a metal man. It looks like a guy wearing a black suit, kind of like you would in any other superhero movie. And they lose that dramatic arc of him becoming a human again. And while I normally would kind of appreciate that they weren't just remaking the first film, if it had been called something else, then maybe it would have been okay. 
Yeah, I feel like it would have been better being called uh, Cyber Police or something like that. Cop Robo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think for RoboCop, I can more easily than the other franchises on this list, I can easily cross off two, three in the remake. Absolutely. Part two could have been great if they had continued Murphy's exploration of himself. Yep. I'm going to save us a little suspense and say point blank, RoboCop is one of my three. I think the first film is one of the best action movies ever made. It's hilarious. Some people, kind of like with Starship Troopers, don't really realize that the comedy is intentional. The violence works in ways beyond just being a visceral thrill. An incredible, amazing film. With that take, let me just be the first to say I'd buy that for a dollar. I would agree. Uh, The next franchise is The Matrix. And before we started recording, Sean, you had mentioned the word forgettable in regards to the sequels. I'm going to say that's a pretty good word. Yeah, and there wasn't a a yearn or desire to go back and watch them again after I saw them in the theater. I do love the first one, though. I think it's probably safe to assume that you probably do as well. I don't know many people who dislike the first film. And you can still go back and watch the first Matrix, and it's awesome. You don't have to think about the terrible two and three. Very true. So you're crossing off the Matrix sequels. Yep. All right. I think a lot has been said about them already over the years. I don't have much to add about the Matrix sequels other than hugely disappointing. I would 100% agree with that. Okay. So then the Pitch Black series. What I love about these movies, and spoiler alert, I like all three of them a lot. But what I love about this franchise is of the three films, they are all vastly different from each other. Stylistically, if you watch Pitch Black and Riddick and The Chronicles of Riddick, they're very different films. It's strange how the first film is this low-budget horror movie shot basically in the dark. And then part two is this $110 million hard sci-fi interplanetary epic scale Judy Dench Oscar winners. And then part three is 50% castaway, 5% whatever was in the previous film. And then the rest of the movie is kind of like a pseudo remake of the first film. Yeah, I feel like Pitch Black was a great film. It's a good example of of making a very interesting sci-fi concept. I I actually liked Pitch Black a lot. So that one's going to stay on my list. The other two, the two sequels, The Chronicles of Riddick and Riddick, I would go ahead and for me, those are, I'll be honest, forgettable as well. I don't, I don't have, I've seen both of them. I've seen The Chronicles twice. They just don't stick out for me. So, but, Mm. but Pitch Black does. So I would, I would hold on to Pitch Black. I would probably say Riddick was better than Chronicles. If you were to ask me of the three Riddick movies, which one is the one I prefer the most, that's that's a really tough decision. I really can't say I like all of them. But objectively, a lot of people hate part two. A lot of people hate the Chronicles of Riddick. It was not well received. Chronicles of Riddick has not become a cult classic. I don't think it has improved in the minds of really, really anybody. In the court of public opinion, I have to acknowledge that people really don't like it. Part three gains a lot of respect because they went from being a giant budget to going back to basics for the third film. And the third film was a surprise hit. And people were like, oh, that's actually pretty good. They, they use that little qualifier like, oh, it's not terrible like the last one. However, uh, I hate to say it, but just looking at what is left, I can't keep any of the Riddick movies over Terminator 2 or The Matrix. So I hate to say it, this stings. This stings a lot for me. I'm crossing off the Riddick franchise. I am erasing the Riddick franchise. I am not willing to do that yet. I'm going to keep Pitch Black on my list. 
I have noticed in our three episodes, Sean, you do hold on to the movies longer than I do. When I get down to my three, you usually have like seven still left. I like to think about it. It's a big decision. Okay, so you are keeping Pitch Black for the moment. I'm keeping Pitch Black, yes. The final franchise in this franchise fight episode is Mad Max. There are four films, and kind of like Riddick, each one is wildly different from the other. Mad Max, The Road Warrior, otherwise known as Mad Max 2, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and Mad Max Fury Road. In the first film, he's a cop in the rugged outback. It's not really fantasy. It's not really post-apocalyptic. There is a gang in it, but the world pretty much still exists in that film. In the second one, you start to get that taste of the post-apocalypse. You get, you start to you start to see a world that's falling apart. And then by Thunderdome, even though it's only been five, six years, suddenly the entire world doesn't exist the way you know it. There are weird people in the desert wearing white robes. The world is just chaos, and I don't fully understand, but they don't care, so it's fine. And then Fury Road is, of course, Fury Road, where it's completely post-apocalyptic. Yeah, I feel like there is a progression there. The two best of the four are going to be Fury Road, which is the more recent one, as well as The Road Warrior, uh, Mad Max 2. I, I feel like those are the, the two top-notch films of the franchise. I will agree completely as well that of this franchise, The Road Warrior and Fury Road are the two best ones. I think Mad Max 2 improves on Mad Max in every way. It's an example of a sequel that knows exactly how to improve upon its predecessor. So The Road Warrior aka Mad Max 2, is awesome. I love it. And Fury Road received Oscar nominations and wins. It was nominated for Best Picture. It didn't win that, but it won a whole bunch of the technical awards. It's a respected film, and it's good. It is so good. The plot is very minimal. It's essentially a two-hour car chase, but it's such a good car chase. I feel like there's absolutely a precedent that was set with The Road Warrior that other films had to live up to later. Okay, you're going classic. I am. I am. And the reason for that is that if you go back and look at the post-apocalyptic films at the time, I know there was the one, A Boy and His Dog, I believe it was called. With Don Johnson. Yes. And there were a couple other ones. But for the most part, that film really set what we now think of as the post-apocalyptic world. Okay. It shouldn't be a surprise then that both of us are crossing off Beyond Thunderdome and Part 1. Correct. Beyond Thunderdome kind of became a punchline. And I do love the two man enter, one man leaves, like that whole aspect of it. But Thunderdome is an example of a sequel that took what worked in the previous film and then twisted it in the wrong direction. Kind of like when you get a comedy like Ace Ventura 2, where they took what worked in the first film, multiplied it by four, and then it just doesn't work. More of that is not what works. It's weird to compare Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome to Ace Ventura 2. I think those are comparative examples of, of sequels that didn't recognize what it was that made the previous film successful. My feeling on the Mad Max franchise is that all four films, unlike every other franchise on this list, every single entry is a at least a good to great movie. What Road Warrior did for the post-apocalyptic look, Beyond Thunderdome did for the arena of sport whether it's Gladiator or whether it's it's Bloodsport or two people enter, one person leaves. For me, all of them are, are good, at least good movies. There's not a stinker in the, in the four of them. I would only disagree in that I do like all three of the Riddick movies as well. I also agree that Beyond Thunderdome is not a stinker, but I would not defend it as necessarily good. Sorry. Okay, well, we disagree. <laughs> the look on your face. Uh, the two Mad Max films left, though, 
so Road Warrior and Fury Road, you've already said that you would pick Road Warrior over Fury Road, but does, does that mean you are crossing off Fury Road? It breaks my heart, but yes. Ooh, so that one stings a little? Yes, a lot. Okay, Fury Road is so good. It's so good. I am on the fence. I am maybe, I don't know, 60-40 for Fury Road. They're radically different films. You know, I'm... Uh, I, <laughs> as you can tell, this is a difficult decision for me. Overall, what I have left are Terminator 2, Robocop, Matrix, Mad Max 2, aka Road Warrior, and Mad Max Fury Road. So I have five. The idea of getting rid of Terminator 2, oh boy, or getting rid of The Matrix, I'm kind of stuck. I'm kind of at a difficult point because the films I have left, I don't know what to get rid of. How can I get rid of The Matrix or T2? Maybe among the Mad Max films, I can get by by telling myself that I could keep one of them, but I don't necessarily want to get rid of either of them. Oh, man, I hate this. I hate this so much. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Well, we have to get nitpicky, I guess. Terminator 2, the dream sequences, there's a little bit of bloat there. The director's cut is not better than the theatrical cut. Both of these films are just iconic from a visual effects perspective as well. So They were game changers. They, yeah. they, they shaped and changed the industry. Correct. Matrix even was the first movie to sell a million copies on DVD. The Matrix is at least in part responsible for that market succeeding. That checks off the important box. And they are definitely favorites. I'm going to make a tough call. Terminator 2 and The Matrix, I am keeping both of those over Fury Road. So I am crossing off Fury Road. It's so good, though. It's so good. It was a good film. It's oh. tough. Oh, man. Oh that, oh, that hurt my heart a little, crossing off Fury Road. <laughs> this is going to be a weird comparison. You know how in zombie movies, when there's a couple, whether it's a pair of siblings or a married couple, once one of them dies in the film, you know that the movie is telling you that it's okay for the other one to die. Yeah. Since I crossed off Fury Road, I'm going to cross off the Road Warrior. It's oh, it's so good, though. I'm crossing arr, I'm crossing off the Road Warrior. What I love... Oh, my... Okay, even as I said it, I'm changing my mind. Um, What gives me great hesitation is that the Road Warrior exists in a time where there wasn't computer effects. So when you watch cars blow up and you watch these stunts, these are real cars. These are real stunts. If you were to take these three films, you can kind of see the progression of special effects. Very true. Ah, I hate to do it. I got to cross up Road Warrior. I hate to do it. That leaves me with my three. So, Sean, what do you have left? I've got T2, Judgment Day, T3, Rise of the Machines, RoboCop, Matrix, and Road Warrior. You got to knock off two. What are you doing? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> See? Now you know I how I think I will have to take off T3. I know that I mentioned earlier that was one of my favorites. It continued to the story, but... T3 does not even deserve T3, to be you really have to see T2 to, uh, to really get the full impact. And we're trying... If we look at standalone at all, T2 100% stands alone. If you look at them from a perspective of greatness as well, there are some great movies, some classics on here. T3 is not great or a classic. I think it's a great film. I love it. Oh, okay. It's not a classic. Okay. It's not it's a, classic. Okay. It's not a classic. We'll agree. I agree there with we go. That. Okay. And then uh, I'm also going to cross off uh, The Matrix. Only because the other ones are so good, not because there's anything wrong with them. That is correct. So what are your three then? My three are T2, Judgment Day, Road Warrior, Mad Max 2, and RoboCop. As for me, now playing this week at Valley West Cinemas are... Terminator 2, Judgment Day, RoboCop, and The Matrix. 
What do you think? Let us know on Twitter at VWestCinemas. And of course, please rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Those reviews help us a ton. I'm your host, Aaron. I was joined this week by Sean. Thank you for listening.